Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. In Jonah, today, we get to the heart of uh, the book. Jonah is the missionary book of the Old Testament. You have that kind of obvious from the fact that God is sending Jonah, who is this Jewish man, who is this prophet, to go to the people of Nineveh and and preach to them. we, We kind of see that obviously on the face of it. But the end of the book is a little bit more pointed. We saw in chapter 1 how God called Jonah to arise and go to Nineveh and cry out against it. He was, he was calling Jonah to go and tell and warn them of the destruction that was to come. And Jonah didn't want to go, did he? He, he ran the other way. God told him to go east and he went west. And he couldn't escape God. We found that in chapter 1, God was the inescapable God. While Jonah was trying to run, the storm came upon the sea and the ship was about to break up. You know the story. I've told it three weeks now. But they throw Jonah overboard. And uh, the, the, cal- the storm calms, the sea calms down, and uh, and they uh, are saved. You turn in your Bibles to Jonah chapter 4. I'm having trouble finding it myself. Jonah chapter 4. In chapter 2, we saw that Jesus or that Jonah prayed to the Lord. We, we hear, we get to listen in and eavesdrop on Jonah's prayer. And he ends it with, God, salvation belongs to the Lord. We saw in chapter 2 how, Jonah, how God is the God of salvation. In chapter 3, Jonah again receives this call, arise, go to Nineveh. And proclaim against it just exactly what God told him to say. Jonah got up and he went to Nineveh and he proclaimed. And the people began to hear this message and they began to repent. That's exactly what we would want to see. There was a great revival in Nineveh. He went to go preach. And we would think, wow, this is like a great awakening. The people are responding to the preaching. And God relented from the disaster that he was about to give to Nineveh. But in chapter 4, we see that Jonah didn't respond the way he should have. Jonah was angry. He didn't want God to save those Ninevites. God was the God of the Jews. He didn't want God to save this violent and evil people. I'd said before, the Ninevites, uh, they were a part of the Assyrian Empire, and this empire was known for its violence and its evil 
treatment of people, particularly in battle. I did a little bit of research this week. I'm not going to read you the quote, but uh, there was this king who was bragging about the violence that he had done to different nations that they had uh, destroyed. I can't even go into it. Uh, he, he does comment about how, how he impaled some of his, his uh, people that he defeated upon poles. Um, there's more that I, I don't even think I can say. They were just a very violent people. So Jonah, we can almost understand, Jonah didn't, didn't want God to save these people. They were wicked. They were the enemies of the Jews. Well, we'll read chapter 4 and we'll see what happens. Jonah chapter 4. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is this not what I said when I was yet in my country? This That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you are a great, gracious and and merciful, gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Do you do well to be angry? Jonah went out of the city and sat to the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade till he should see what would become of the city. Now the Lord God appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah, that it might be a shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. But when dawn came up, the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. And he asked that he might die and said, It is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, Yes, I do well to be angry. Angry enough to die. And the Lord said, You pity the plant, for which you did not labor, nor for which nor which you did not make grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We want to hear a word from you this morning. Lord, we we pray that uh, you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see the truth from your word. Lord, let it lodge out. Let it dislodge faulty thinking in our own minds. 
Lord, let your word do its surgeon's work in our lives, though uncomfortable that is sometimes. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would speak to us this morning. God, be with me. I need you this morning. I need you. I need your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Jonah is the only book in the Bible that ends in a question. Do you know that? Jonah ends in a question. The whole book is kind of driving to this question. It, it, it's the, the culmination. The climax of the book is in the last chapter. When we, when we hear the story as little children in, in Sunday school, we often would hear about God sending Jonah to go to Nineveh. We'd hear about him being in the belly of the whale or the great fish. And we would hear about the, the, the great fish spitting him on the land and him going and telling the people. When I, I think of my childhood and when I would hear this story, I, I don't remember anybody explaining the last chapter to me. I heard the story in this first part, but I don't think it was until I was probably 13 or 14 that I even knew the last chapter was there. But I think it's actually the most important chapter, and it really gets to the heart of what the book is all about. Let's look at it in detail. When the people of Nineveh repented at the preaching of Jonah, you would think he would be happy. You would think, oh, great, people are responding. I'm, I'm having an invitation. People are just coming down and responding. And no, they don't respond that He doesn't respond that way. It displeased Jonah exceedingly, is what it says. And he was angry. Literally, it was evil to Jonah with a great evil. In Jonah's eyes, he saw this as a catastrophe. And he was angry. And, you know, this is the second time we see Jonah pray. It, the first time, in chapter 2, he's, he's giving thanks to the Lord. He's giving thanks because he is a God of salvation. Salvation belongs to the Lord. He's, he's thanking God because God had heard his prayer and saved him from the waters. But now he prays to the Lord and he says, Oh Lord, is this not what I said you would do? I didn't want to see those people repent, but I knew you are a gracious and compassionate God. Think of those words. He is, he is saying something true about God, but he's saying it with the wrong attitude. He says, I knew you were a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and relenting from disaster. These are good words about God, words that should make us praise, but Jonah is speaking these words in a way that he's angry at God. God, I, I knew you were that way. Oh, man, why do you have to be so forgiving, God? Can you imagine Jonah 
praying like that. And God responds. God says to Jonah. Well, first off, before God speaks, Jonah continues and he says, Oh Lord, please take my life from me. Jonah's a little bit melodramatic, isn't he? He, he's so disgusted by the fact that these people repented of their sins and, and turned to the Lord that he wants to die. It's better for me to die than to live. Lord, take my life. And he wasn't praying, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. That's not his, he was saying, take my life, kill me, God. It's better for me to die than to live Because these people repented? And the Lord said, Do you do well to be angry? The Lord gently kind of says, You really hear what you're saying? Is it right for you to be angry about all these people who have turned from their sins? Do you do well to be angry? the Lord says to Jonah. Well, Jonah ignores what God says, apparently. He doesn't respond to God. The next thing we see, instead of turning his attitude to something different, Jonah, he went out of the city and he sat east of the city and he made a booth for himself there. And he sat under it in the shade till he should see what should become of the city. Basically, Jonah gets up, he walks over on the hill And he's thinking, all right, I'm getting a front row seat. I want to see what's going to happen. Burn, baby, burn. That's what Jonah says. He wants to see fire and brimstone come down just like Sodom and Gomorrah. He wants to see this city destroyed. The Lord has a sense of humor. We'll see that here in this chapter. Verse 6, now the Lord God appointed a plant. Notice something, he uses the same word there. When when God sent a fish to rescue Jonah from the waters, he appointed the fish. And here, it's the exact same word in the Hebrew as well. He appointed a plant. And he made it come up over Jonah so that he might, it might be shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. That word there, discomfort, it's, it's the same word for evil or calamity. That, that calamity, that disaster that was to happen to Nineveh. God said, you know, go and, and preach to them. I, I'm going to destroy their city. I'm going to bring great calamity on their city. In 40 days, they repented and God relented of his calamity. And here, God appoints this shade plant so that it would save Jonah from his calamity. Now, God has a sense of humor, doesn't he? Oh, God! Oh, I can't believe you were not going to destroy them. Oh, God saves Jonah from his calamity. What's his calamity? The a sunburn. Verse 
6. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. Boy, he's moody, isn't he? He's, his moods are just going up and down and up and down. He was so thankful whenever God saved him. And then in the beginning of chapter 4, he was evil with a great evil to Jonah. He was exceedingly angry because of God saving those people. And now he's exceedingly happy. He's rejoicing with a great rejoicing because of this plant. His emotions are just going up and down. But, verse 7, when the dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant. Here was another thing God was appointing. God appointed the fish. God appointed the plant. And now, God appoints a worm. We see how God is appointing things. That He is in control over nature. He calmed the sea. He appoints the fish. He appoints the plant. He appoints this worm. God appointed a worm that attacked the plant and it withered. And when the sun rose, God appointed, again, He appointed something. He appointed a scorching east wind. And the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. And he asked again that he might die. And he said, it is better for me to die than to live. Imagine, Jonah, he's out there on the hill. He's getting a sunburn. And the wind is blowing on him. and He wants to die. <coughs> it's better for him to die than to live because of this disaster, this calamity of the sun rising and beating down on him without any shade. And God comes to him with the same question. He says, do you do well to be angry for the plant? Do you do well to be angry for the plant? This is the second time God comes to him with this question. The first time he just kind of ignored it and he went out to the side of the hill and watched the city waiting for it to burn. And this time, God says it again. Do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, yes, I do do angry. I do well to be angry. <coughs> angry enough to die. And the Lord said, you pity the plant. You have pity and compassion on this plant. And you didn't do anything to labor for it to come up. I was the one who pointed it. You didn't plant it. <coughs> Nor did you do anything to make it grow. It just came up in a night and it was gone in a night. God says, should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 people? <coughs> My throat's dry. Persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle. That's the point of the book, that last verse. That is the point of the book. Jonah did not have compassion on this city of people. With 120,000 people, not just 120,000 people in the city, 
but 120,000 people who didn't know their right hand from their left. 120,000 children, innocent people, we would think. And also much cattle. God even cared for the animals there. But Jonah, he was angry because God wouldn't let him be comfortable. Now, here's what I want to come around to. Do we care about people more than our comfort? Do we care about people more than our own comfort? That's the question. What God asked Jonah, I'm turning around and I'm asking us. Do we care about people more than our own comfort? Do we want things according to our preferences? Do, do, or, or will we change? Will we reach out beyond what we're comfortable with because we care about people? We, uh, we prayed this morning for uh, a tribe in Africa that's mostly Islamic. You know, when we hear about, um, about Islam in the news today, there, there's a, I don't want to get political about this. You know, the government, the government has the sword. And, and I, I trust that the government is, is given the ability to make policy that makes sense in order to protect our uh, borders, to protect our citizens. And I'm not even going to address the issue of immigration policy. But what I do want to address is our attitudes towards people of other countries of origin. It's one thing to say we do need to protect our people, our citizens. But it's another thing to have an attitude that says, I don't care what happens to those people. Oh, uh, we don't need those people around here. To have an uncaring and unchristian type of attitude. We see it probably in the comment threads when, when we scroll through and see different articles on Facebook and things like that where, where people just say unkind and uncaring things about people that may be from Islamic backgrounds and, and countries. God calls us, He calls His people to have compassion cross-culturally. To have compassion on those who are different from us. We, we are fine when it comes to trying to win people that are like us. We want to try to reach people that are already like us. Work the same kinds of jobs. That uh, have the same kind of interests. But God calls us. He calls His people to go to those who are different. To, the, to go to those who are, are very different. Whether that's crossing a culture into another country, another language, or even crossing the culture into somebody that's just different from us. Who has different likes. Who has different kinds of, of uh, jobs or, or all kinds of things. Do we care more about people? than we do about our comfort. That is the point of Jonah. 
He comes to that in the last part of this. Let me repeat it again, and that's what I'll close with. Do we care more about people than we do about our country? Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook.